Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. It's now time for Cannabis Talk 101 with Blue, Joe Grande, and Mark and Craig Wasserman, the Pot Brothers at Law. We're the world's number one podcast for everything cannabis. Hello and welcome to Cannabis Talk 101, the number one source for everything cannabis. My name is Blue. Alongside him is the world famous Pot Brothers at Law, Mark and Craig Wasserman. Mark, let us know who we have on the show. Hey, we have some very special guests who just happened to walk in yes. and surprise us. All we the way from Jersey. Leo Bridgewater and Eugene Monroe. What's yes. up, y'all? What's up? Hey. What's up, man? Yeah, we're the reason why you got the cold weather. Hey, you already know. <laughs> Follow you in. It, yeah. it happens sometimes. It yeah. really does. When people come in from out of state, you're like, bro, you brought the weather with you. Well, I got, cold, I, but we oh. got sunshine. So yeah, this is nice. beautiful, yeah. man. We're, we're, here ch- we're here chilling, man. It's sunny California. We're doing and I'm feeling really old because I'm looking at Eugene like, I know you. I know you. And, I, and I'm like going, you do. I know you. And I was like, shit. I don't can't ask him with the last name. I'll feel like an idiot. But yeah, so it's great to see you. It's okay. I, I'm, the bro- I'm the brother I'm that remembers Monroe, everything. Monroe. <laughs> I'm, feel, I'm older, getting older every day. Got a few shut the fuck up Fridays with this. That's man. right. Yeah. That's right. Oh, wow. That's right. Mr. So what brings Monroe. you out to the West Coast? So we've been, you know, Eugene and I are, you know, doing our little product research and you know going around looking at different retail locations and stuff like that because you know in New Jersey we just legalized for adult use cannabis. And so with New Jersey legalizing uh, through ballot referendum last November, um, and then, you know, our, our governor signing our bill in, on February 22nd, and sure. then subsequently New York the following month, you know, Eugene and I decided that, you know, it's time for us to go to evolve and, you know, make our play. And so that's what, you know, this is, this is part of that process. Are you, are you, is, is it R&D? Or are you looking to get into something out here as well? Uh, we're a open. bit of both, right? Yeah. You know, there's a ton of opportunity here. And so, you know, well, there coming is, out here, you know, right. just exploring the scene, um, mm-hmm. you know, hearing things. And then the, the time frame of COVID and, like, not really traveling here, right? So getting here, 
Um, and, and along with the opportunity in New Jersey, you know, we're building a business that uh, is really tied to a, a, a mission that we believe in and we talk about it all the time with uh, the touch we can have on communities with cannabis, the communities that you guys are helping, got people who've been arrested uh for no damn reason, right? Just for buying cannabis, yep. which is legal now. So we've got a business we've created uh, that's a suite of brands that when our consumers who qualify through social equity, right? So, you know, we'll develop this criteria, whether it's you, you're from here or you've been incarcerated before, or your family mm -hmm. somehow victimized by the war on drugs, simply by doing what you did before that would have landed you in jail. You can participate now in this opportunity and become an investor alongside us and help us grow. So uh, that's called Heart Community Capital. And, I love that. You know, coming out here to Cali to Sounds sort of great. scope the possibilities of doing it here, oh. but, you know, really looking forward to the East Coast launch. Well, you know, what you need to do is when you come out next time, you got to let me know so we can sit down and have a heart-to-heart -heart about actually getting into the business out here. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. it is one of the worst regulatory uh, setups that you can, that I think in all the states. <laughs> they rolled out. <laughs> it's, 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 it's horrible. It, it's, it's, First a, it's a horrible rollout. I yeah. mean, it's just, it's tough to get in out here unless you get in just with someone else who's already doing it potentially. And even then that has to be done a certain way. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, you, but this Eugene. is Craig. This is Craig all day, though, guys. Don't 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 overthink, Craig. Because <laughs> no matter what, it's like he always finds the worst side of everything before he comes well, in. I gotta you know, you know, know what? Don't he likes to scare everybody and shit. You know what? Tell him the truth. Keep your feet chopping, though. To be honest with you, you guys, we talk about this all the time. Right. Some years ago, you y'all charged me with oh, a certain responsibility yeah. and everything like yeah. that. Yeah. Did that not just fill that criteria? No, yeah. So yeah. And, and so what? Yeah, what Leo? Yeah. You know what Leo's talking about that is was when New we York first, City, I believe. Yes, yes, Javits, And to be honest with you, bro, look, I got the, I, I got the. That's the why chills, I, 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 I set it up. Yeah. 2017. Yeah, yes. I think it was 2017. 2017 right? when we sat with this dude, man. You know. His game wasn't as He's like, as what can I do? You know I what I mean? Do something, but what do I do? He had a lot of energy in him, and, and we just looked at him dead yeah. in the face and was like, bro, you, if you're going to do this, you know, one, you got to, you know, wrap your head around really mm -hmm. what's going on. And, and mm -hmm. man, I, I'll tell you, I'm more than impressed. I'm fresh mean, off again, PTSD. Dude, fresh. That was the, that was the thing. Man. You know, I uh, wanted to make sure that I always stepped out. Looking like I came from a place where people cared about me. Sure. You know, and every time we saw each other, I had another update and another update and another Dude, update. Dude, you have stepped your game up to, like, you know what I mean? There's no, There's no level. comparison. There's no comparison. There's nobody like, else. The game that. that you stepped up and the respect that the industry has shifted and gave you at this point, which mm. I, I take my hat off to you, my friend, and I appreciate to call you my friend because – not, like I said, a lot of people, they come into this industry. A lot and of then, talk. Yeah, they run their mouths. I call them bumper gums. They come in, yeah. boom, boom, bumping their gums. And then it's like two years later, they're yeah. nowhere to be found. And you may never see them again. Yeah. Five yeah. years later, four years later, you're sitting here you know, with us. And it's like, whoa, people are really listening to what Leo has to Made say. Things you know Making though? things I, happen. Pushing the ball forward. It's not a game. In New York, because you know what, though, for, for the yeah. listeners <laughs> who've never met these gentlemen, Leo, tell us just a little bit about your, about your background yeah. and what got you so involved and, and so passionate regarding cannabis and then changing the, the way. Sure. It's so it's, a, it's an, an evolution. So I am the National Director of Veterans Outreach with Minorities for Medical Marijuana. But in 2016, 
I testified in Senate committee to have PTSD added as a qualifying condition to the New Jersey Medical Marijuana Program, and Governor Christie signed our bill into law. And then working with the new governor, Phil Murphy, and getting the medical marijuana program expanded. That was when <clears throat> I came into meeting you guys, and that was right before the Jake Honig Act signing and everything like that. So once that happened, that was like the thing that kind of put me on the map. And then going from Shrewsbury, New Jersey, all the way down to Sicklerville with talking to different municipalities and city councils, because when you look at cannabis legalization in New Jersey, you know, all of the ills of the of the industry all rose lead back to lack of education. Sure. You know, and, and that was one of the that was the thing that, you know, as a communications, my background is DOD telecommunications. So I am accustomed to effectively communicating. You're a veteran. Yes, I'm a veteran. You know, multiple tours in Iraq and Afghanistan. And cannabis, and 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 cannabis helped you with the PTSD. Well, what cannabis did was cannabis helped me go from uh, suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder to living with post-traumatic stress disorder. And I know that that sounds really simple, but believe me when oh, I no, tell no, you that no, was no, a process so. of course, to yeah. get to that. And I actually used that process and developed a strain in partnership with Harmony in, in Secaucus, New Jersey, called Bridge H2O. And we launched that last November. You know, Congratulations. Yeah, awesome. heavy indica dominant, you know, because <clears throat> when you, you know, most of us, who are you know uh, living with PTSD? You know we lean we lean towards those indica dominant strains because they help suppress the REM sleep, and we want no dreams. So that yeah. was what we were. Yeah, it's just little things. But, but I will tell you, that's a big thing. That's a big little thing, though. When you think about that, well, it's a know? process. I don't never ever I never ever want to go through again yeah. because what I found out through that process was that I had triggers that I didn't know existed. See, that was the thing. Right. We if we were going to do this, I had to get naked, and that yeah, was sure. uncomfortable. And exposing yourself, right? And it, well, knowing, knowing exactly what your you know fears are or what your your symptoms are, if you will. Well, that's what the best part about you know partnering with Eugene Monroe because. The thing about you know, and and we talk about this so often because I get the I, I get the dumping ways that with him that I don't right. normally, and that's because you know that TBI and that CTE shit is the same to me. If you ask me, yeah, there's a great level yeah. of correlation. Like, well, yeah. and that's a good segue. Let, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, Eugene, Eugene, tell us about to, yourself yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. Played football. Yeah. Let's get into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm you. from New Jersey originally, um, which you know coming back and partnering with Leo uh, really makes a lot of sense because our stories sort of are born out of the same place mm -hmm. and both familiar with where we come from. Um, so from New Jersey, uh, I went to the University of Virginia at, on scholarship as an athlete and my trajectory took me on the NFL path. I was a first round pick uh, to the Jacksonville Jaguars in 2009 and that year really, uh, well, really college started uh, the beginning of sort of this daily dose of opioid use, mm. of anti-inflammatory use, mm. which caused other problems that I'm taking medication for. And after every NFL season, you know, you get to the point where you're either getting surgery or, or rehab is the focus, you know, beyond training for the next season, right? So it's you really become pretty toxic and at the same time when you're reliant on those drugs just to perform 
just to practice mm. during the week. It's mm-hmm. week 11 and, you know, nothing works unless, you know, you take those pills mm. that they give you every morning when you get right. to the facility. Mm. Much like a story Leo just told me mm. of how they're just sending they these meds to in the now. mail now. Right. Really? Right. Yeah, to, to, to the vets. They mail them to us now. They mail your drugs. Your opiates. Yeah, yeah they, they mail them to us. So, so, yeah. so uniquely wow. for me, coming from, you know, a addicted household, whether it was crack or or any other hard drug in a community where everyone either sold or consumed, uh, I stayed away from it. I hated cannabis. I believed all of the, you know, the, the things that we all know are untrue and that you guys have known for a long time, but, but believing in those things sort of kept my namesake clean. I was never arrested like everyone else in the community. So when it was time to speak about the need for policy change in the NFL, uh, my voice was heard, right? It wasn't coming from a place of, uh, you know, having, having any negative association from that, you know, sort of old guard perspective. Um, so really just use that as a platform to, uh, one, educate people on, you know, the medical benefits of cannabis and uh, really push the professional sports leagues to change their policies, to commit some of the same funding they use for player health and wellness to solve some of the issues mm-hmm. that cannabis points as a shining star to, like CTE, which looking at the climate now, it's not even know, talked what, about what anymore. CTE for the listeners that don't know? It's essentially a condition that by nature of playing the sport, by... That's Craig. Really, Craig. That's Craig's <laughs> own. Really, uh, big brother. My ringer was off. Yeah, oh, right. Was right. Off. Yeah, well, we all hear it. My ringer is red. not right. off. I don't know why that went off. <laughs> we were just getting into the climax. That's wow. just about right right there, bro. We are professionals. Yeah. Well, a little early. Though. A little early <laughs> Thanks, there. Craig. Or the godfather. So let's okay. start back. Well, yeah, what is but, CTE for the, and for so, the listeners? And so it's the, you know, uh, the accumulation of repeated trauma, you know, causes this disease state in the brain that onsets debilitates issues uh mental health and, mm. and brain disease very sure. early and so we we're seeing that athletes who die and have their brains examined uh is that what Zayhaas? on an over 90 percent yeah. basis show signs of this disease uh and and so a few years back when the concussion movie came out this was a big topic yeah as yeah. we've moved forward we don't hear anything about it anymore which is uh it needs, quite to, be expo- it needs to be exposed more that's why I, I mean, said that CTE and that TBI thing, it sounded like saying to me. Right. And then, and so, you know, like, I, I, Gene and I talked about this one time. I said, man, dude, you know, we got more in common than just a, a hug before a game and a freaking flyover. Right. You know, there's, there's some things yeah. going on yeah. here, man. I'm looking at this. Wow. I see Junior Seau doing That's what yeah. Junior, yeah. And I'm just yeah. like, man, wait a minute. Uh-uh, something ain't right here. Yeah. And then... Talking with Gene, Gene, and I'm like, yo, do y'all talk about this? Hell yeah. But How did you guys connect? So our circles, because of uh, his affiliation with GTI, my affiliation with MPS, we naturally in Jersey kept, we naturally in Jersey kept uh, crossing paths. Right. And, you know, hey, you know, a lot of times we're the only black dudes in the room, too. So you were going to the events early on as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I was, yeah. you know, trying to do a dive on the industry and just, you know, as much as I could gather information, meet people, understand what was truly going on. So, yeah, just popping up at events, meeting you guys. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, when we come back, we're going to talk more with Eugene and Leo. It's the Ladies of Cannabis Talk 101. We'll be right back. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Welcome back to Cannabis Talk 101. Now it's time for the women of Cannabis Talk 101 with the skinny queen, Janae Alt, and Playboy Playmate, Christine Smith. Welcome to the women of Cannabis Talk 101. I'm Christine Smith. You can follow me on Christine's Fire. And I'm Janae Alt. You can follow me at Skinny Queen Janae. And you are vibing with the women of Cannabis Talk 101. So, Janae, we have a segment today about something that you and I know all too well personally. I was reading about this current article in Emerald Magazine about dun, 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 robberies in the cannabis community. Woo! <laughs> woo, woo, woo! Woo, woo, and it's so messed up. Okay, so this current article in Emerald Magazine talks about the recent seize in cannabis store robberies. And store owners say robberies have increased drastically since the unfortunate death of George Floyd, but they think it's professional criminals targeting the stores. 
No, and so this is scary. So Janae, you know. Um, so about a year ago, I made a store, um, a CBD store for uh, the gay pride community. And we had a swing and we started having events. And uh, you came in and you brought skinny weed. And we were going to have Getty Images come and make a whole big deal. And I'm all excited. And then we were going to go meet, uh, I think, your friend Rob Weiss that day to talk about his exciting stuff. And I wake up like on top of the world. And then I get a call at 6 a.m. Hey, uh, can you come to the store? Your store just got broken into. I'm like, no, I have to get on the road to like go meet like Janae and like freaking Rob Weiss. Like, are you kidding me? Like, yeah, so we had to cancel the whole thing. And it's like, it took me months and months to get these windows done. Like, I had diamond shelves floating. Like, I stood there, like, no heat, because it's like, we're making this new store in July, right? I'm just standing there sweating, making sure these windows get perfect. And then some a-hole comes in, breaks out the window. Like, I have to watch on some security camera. Some guy's like, oh, hey, you know, I just watched this girl, you know, spend all this time and energy setting up this store to help the community. Mm, yeah, F her. I'm just going to take take all our stuff, break out the window and steal it. And two, and it's like, it's scary because it's like what a lot of, see, this is, I guess my point to this on, um, so when robberies, what robbers have been doing to the black community, to like the black community, all the communities, like California, California Bay, it's so funny, it's so hard to talk with all these faint fumes today, is ground zero. So ground zero um, they've been hitting Magnolia Wellness, a dispensary in Oakland, twice in one week. Like, twice in one week. Can you imagine? Like, I mean, it only took me probably five months to get, get, get a store going, right? Like, it wasn't my money. It wasn't my time and energy. And, like, I'm reading about these people in Oakland. And it's like they're mortgaging their houses. They're doing everything they can. It's like some of these. And then you think about the product on the shelves, listeners. So, And a lot of people don't think about it because, you know, you just go and you buy your weed. But you think about it. Every single product on that shelf has put, you know, everyone has put their heart and soul into this, right? Mortgage their houses just to get it on the shelves. And then the poor people that open the stores, like, you know, they're mortgaging everything. They're doing everything they can. And now, and then they were trying to say that it's just looters and it's not looters. So there is like organized crime going around. So Janae, uh, Magnolia Wellness alone, guess how much looters stole? I have no idea. Two million. That's so much money. Yeah. No, can you imagine? And can you were there. So you saw, like, you and the CEO of Skinny came to my store, right? So we were excited. You guys went to the lab. You know, you drove all the way down from L.A. You know, we, you know, lined the, lined the shelves, you know, took pictures. And then you're like, oh, nope, never mind. Screw you guys both because some crook, like, is entitled to, to their stuff or to uh, the store stuff more than us. And, like, oh, and then so, okay. So one of – so – Stephenson, he called the police, and they had him on hold for two hours. Wow. Like, can you imagine, Janae? So remember that woman we met, and I want you to tell the story because you know better. Remember that badass woman we met? The little girl, she had a store, and she showed us the video where the two crooks came in, and she's like, ah, 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 out, out, get out, get out, get out. And you they, see her jump over the camera. Tell that story. Well, it was crazy. It, um, she was held at gunpoint. And she walked out like, I mean, this is a dispensary. And like, I'm sorry, I would not be walking out with people with guns. I mean, I love a dispensary and a good smoke, but I love my life. That's right. They had guns. And she was just like jumps over the counter like, nope, out, out, get out. <laughs> and I think they were so freaked out by the fact that this woman didn't have a gun and she was telling them to get out that they, they ran out. But that's not like everybody's, you know, ticket every time. No, and that's what scares me because when I saw that, I'm like, holy cow, that could have been me. And because in my store, there's only one door 
door in, one door out. And then so I saw that. Oh, my God, that would have been me. I would have been so pissed. I was like, F you. I don't care. I will beat you with an inch of your life, my own hands, the amount of store I went into or the amount of work that I put into the store. And that's what she said, too. But it's so terrifying, Janae. Like, what happened to, quote, unquote, honor among thieves? Because all of us getting into the cannabis energy, all of us getting into the cannabis industry originally were, quote, unquote, thieves, uh, crooks, right? Criminals. Anyone in the cannabis business were considered criminals. Uh, yeah, they were considered criminals and honestly gave, given a bad rap. But, you know, it's 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 our history and we have to evolve and change. And women like the w- woman that I just talked about are I'm very proud of them and stand behind them. I just I would have been behind the counter looking for something to hit somebody, something with something. <laughs> you know, you're so sad. Like the owner here. um, so and this makes me so livid because it could have been my store. So this article on Emerald Magazine that I just read says Keith Stephenson of Oakland's Purple Heart Dispensary watched. So he called the police, right? Two hours later, no one came, called the police. He had to sit in his own place for two hours watching them destroy his house, and the police never came. So, Janae, do you think that at this point they're like, oh, you're in cannabis, we don't care? Because if CVS was like, hi, there's a bunch of people in here destroying my store, robbing us, don't you think the police would get there better quicker than two hours? I honestly, two hours is uh, flabbergasts me, but... You know, it is a cannabis space and, uh, you know, the stigma and everything. It's it's kind of like, you know, protect and, uh, and, and uh, what do they call it, an eye for an eye? Yeah, and it's like what fired me up the most when I read that this poor man was stuck in his store for two hours and the police did nothing. It's like criminals read this. And this is why this whole article is about all of these organized crime rings that are just going around targeting dispensaries some twice in one week. And, Janae, you and I know, so listeners, I don't know how many uh, dispensaries you all have personally gone in, depending on which state, because we are in 131 countries here in Iowa. Heart Radio, but it's mostly young kids and women behind these counters, don't you think, Janae? Yeah, a lot of the dispensaries that you go into nowadays are like, you know, I wouldn't say teenagers or anything, but they're all really oh, young. Oh, yeah, sorry, I'm old. Yeah. I'm aging myself. They're teenagers to me. They're like yeah. early 20s. I'm like the young yeah, kids. The young kids <laughs> the at their early 20s are the ones that are the bud tenders. And, you know, they're just trying to make sure everyone get, has, you know, the proper smoke that they need or medication. And then being held up at gunpoint, I don't even know what that would be like. Yeah, and like the majority of the buntenders that I've talked to, I mean, probably all of them, I think, they've all gotten into cannabis because of their own health issues. So you think about these poor kids, it's like they're able to heal themselves with cannabis. They're getting up every day to go out and help other people with cannabis, and then they get a gun put in their face and the police don't do anything. Like, this is wrong on so many levels. Like, I worked at a place, we got, someone kept doing it. Someone, well, it stopped finally, but someone came in and robbed us. Gunpoint, the poor girl was traumatized. She would not work the front desk for months. I mean, you think about it, that is a traumatizing thing to have a gun put to your head. And you do hear the people that freak out and get scared and shoot someone and take off or like, you know, the gang initiations where, you know, the kid goes in and is just supposed to, you know, get robbed and get scared and shoot. And it's like, I mean, what do we do? Like, do we band together, like, as a community? Like, do we just start shooting people when they come in? Do we have, you know, because, I mean, me personally, after my store got robbed, I'm like, you know what, fine, I'll just get a double door and I'm going to lock you in and then fine, have fun, stay in your little box all night and then I'll call the cops in 24 hours. That would be my thing is I would be create double doors and just lock them in. But then we're policing ourselves. (laughs) Yeah, it comes down to when you want to police yourself. A lot of people, though, they do carry. Like, I know a lot of business owners that do carry. 
No, and it's smart because I know I was nervous when I was first going in, wanting to get into the cannabis community, like that people are, you know, not going to know that, you know, for the first couple of years, you're just burying all your quarters in the backyard. You know, you're not burying, well, me anyways, you're not, you know, burying like bags and bags of money. But I was always worried, is someone going to, you know, see me on Instagram, you know, traveling for Califex and go, oh, I bet she's got a shit ton of money. Let me just go rob her. And, you know, worst case scenario, you know, I'll leave with some jewelry or something. But um, does it make you nervous, Janine, because you are in cannabis too. You're um, a woman in cannabis with skinny weed. So does that ever make you nervous? Or like when you go to cannabis events, um, do you have like any creepy stalkers or have you had anything weird happen? No, but if we really want to look at it, like look at what we went through with this pandemic where we went where there was all that looting that was happening through uh, the dispensaries and they all had to border up because people were like just breaking in and, and fending for themselves. Yeah, and I feel like people, too, like, there really should be, especially during pandemics, like, anyone that's smoked weed, anyone that's sold weed, anyone that's dealt in weed, don't let these dispensaries get robbed. Like, read, like, this article in Emerald Magazine and really think about what you're doing. Stick to all the big businesses. Like, you're literally stealing from your own community. All these people are doing everything they can to help the community, to help other people. So if, like, if you, listeners, if you have friends, if you hear anyone that's doing this stuff, robbing dispensaries, just... I don't know, beat the crap out of them. Do the roll the favor. <laughs> Janae, do you have... Uh, so I uh, saw, speaking of dispensaries, I went out to California Cannabis today. Oh, yes, saw the team. Speaking of awesome cannabis dispensaries, thank you for introducing me to them. Absolutely. Do you have any other shout-outs? Have you seen any recent dispensaries? I uh, love Whedon. Always going to give a shout Whedon, out for them. Whedon. 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 <laughs> LA Cannabis Co. They're always killing it. They'll be at WeedCon. And you know what I got when I was there? What? Their custom tea. We love your tea, Cannabis Co. Yeah. So, yeah. And always make sure, you know, if you're carrying that quarantine 15 coming out of the pandemic and you need a little help, always make sure you get your skinny weed on your side. Take your skinny weed, sprinkle a little Cali Effects on it. Do we have any other sponsors? We've got Dime's our new sponsor. Yeah, we got Dime because it's always the time. It's Dime time. And without that, Cal, what do we have going on? I think it's back to you, boys. Thank you for listening to the Women of Cannabis Talk 101 with the skinny queen, Janae Alt, and Playboy Playmate, Christine Smith. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org.
That's trinityschool.org. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Take a hit, get lit, and sit back and enjoy Cannabis Talk 101. Mark and Craig, the Pop Brothers at La Blue and Joe Grande. Yes. We want to thank the ladies of Cannabis Talk 101. And Blue. give a special thanks to Dime Industries. Wait, we got more. Dope Minerals. And we had a fantastic time at G4 Live. Don't forget Terpene Warehouse, Connector, and Cali FX. Mark, back to you. Very good. We are here with Eugene Monroe and Leo Bridgewater. And we were just getting into the part where you guys met, got connected, reconnected, both from Jersey. Mm-hmm. How'd that happen? So Same neighborhoods? No, no I'm from no. Trenton. And he's from uh, South Plains. Few exits away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm exit seven A. He's exit. 10. So not that far away though. From each no, other. no, not no, not far. really. Yeah, and uh, and so we, of course, us seeing each other being the only black guys a lot of times at a lot of these events and whatnot. Sure. Um, and then uh, both of us finding success in New Jersey on different uh, winning licenses, and then deciding, hey, you know what? It's time for us, you know, uh, we, we now must become that which we've been screaming about, you know, at least. And, again, if you yeah. take in the elements that y'all threw on me, you know what I'm saying? That's why I, that's why I said, listen to what he said. Did I hit it or what? Oh, man, you yeah. knocked Home out the run. Park, yeah, you know? that's what I'm I mean, saying. Like, grand slam. We heard it first. You know what it is this? Is that You had to put it out there and make it happen. It is that both both of you guys, you know, first of all, I appreciate the the – intelligence levels that you bring to the game right mm-hmm. you're not stepping up in here you're an athlete you you're definitely a a, a warrior you know you've been through the the military and whatnot mm-hmm. so now you're taking your excellence and bringing it to the cannabis industry and it means so much to us because we need mm-hmm. critical thinkers we need people that aren't just yeah. you know i mean on the streets that are running and that comes from all races that has nothing to do with white black green mm-hmm. yellow or anything it's it, we're talking about just being really critical thinkers and stepping into the ring and then diverting your energy towards this this plant which is something that again we need more people to fucking do yeah you have have to care you have to care about people right and certainly spreading that education one which is breaking down these barriers and allowing for this like widespread legalization to happen but within that there's also opportunity for people to participate in this industry right so we want to be a part of educating our people on the ground in these endeavors right like new jersey with this upcoming opportunity well you we've always said I, i tell people this all the time this is this this industry is tribal yeah you know and it's filled it with chieftains shamans village elders warriors children you know, all, all <laughs> that thing, we're all you know we're all yeah the, you know medical and, vet i yeah. mean medical and, you know what and mean? the tribe you know the tribe may be small but if you think about it we're everywhere yeah and so you know when it comes to there there's a certain there are certain customs and courtesies that we actually adhere to within the tribe, you know, and there and and 
you know, I tell people all the time, you know, my speeches and stuff like that. If you, to be honest with you, this is stuff we be arguing about amongst each other. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. My, my speeches are just extensions of those conversations. Yeah. But when we, when we are around each other, this is we the stuff when yeah. we talk we about. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. And, and so there's this whole new crowd of people as we legalize, there's this whole new audience that, figured out oh cash snap. grab cash yeah. grab cash grab and the, and the tribe <laughs> they people, think it is yeah and the tribe yeah. people been literally are the cool kids we got the cool kid table now yeah you know and so it, there and i always tell people there's two types of people you have flintstones and you have jetsons you know <laughs> yeah. and you know <laughs> well who's said. who based on the words that they use oh absolutely and yeah. so yeah. if this was yeah. a television you part of the show, flintstones yeah. oh he's yeah. flintstone oh you a jetson yeah, yeah. and you know and, and and listen they can't help themselves yeah you know they still say gateway drug and everything you'd be oh, looking yeah. at them the like flintstones. gateway drug that's like yeah. somebody who still call black people color like ooh, yeah. who are you <laughs> right. you know we don't talk that way you know yeah. and then you know you also if this was a television show we're in season eight episode four yeah you know as these as these states starting up. they're in season one episode three you know and yeah. so we you know a lot of times we have to you know get these people to binge watch and you know and we can talk around them so there's a cultural aspect to teaching that has to that has to take place and it is incumbent upon us to do that because we're practicing mesoeconomics which is the study of the the creation of institutions that allow for macro and micro to happen sure that's this now and, and there's definitely different. interesting dynamics within that process that we have to get right. For example, mm -hmm. right, going to these events that, uh, you know, people can come to in the community to learn about the opportunity, right? Like, mm -hmm. But target, targeting when even, the timing of the day, right, knowing, you know, the different struggles in those communities and, and the different transportation and childcare issues you have, right? When do you schedule these? And mm -hmm. I would show up and, you know, our people weren't there, right? So there's a lot of, like, you know, mm -hmm. really deep you know, down work we've sure. got to get into. As right. Part I mean, of yeah, you're right. Like during process. the middle of the week. You know, they have these events during the middle of the week. and that's At gonna... times that you know you can't Right, go. right. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. so how am I going to? How am I going to get into the it, – it, it, it's stuff like that. How am I going to get into this if I can't even be there? Well, and, and that's the thing is that sacrifice, you know. It's you like make sure you work. To, to sacrifice mm -hmm. yourselves to come here, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and I appreciate you guys taking the time to stop here with us because, again, you know, you, you guys were previously talking about the four or five different locations that you just hit. You know, that's research and development that you're doing. Mm -hmm. And and I – People networking. Some people don't do that. They just sit at home and, and they're they're researching, developing their mind and bouncing it off their friends, you know, and that's cool. We're sometimes what works, doesn't work. Sometimes yeah, well, that's well, we also know like the industry is obviously advanced much further out west than east, right? Absolutely. So sure. yeah. up that's what I'm saying. You coming out here to, to are forthcoming. Oh yeah, this east. is a strategic thing. Like we have to, yep. you know. Being politically aware of your, being aware of the political calendar sure. is is being is is going to be needed in terms of your your yeah. long term business strategies because oh, yeah. of what's happening. So what's the play? What's the play? I mean, you guys, we started slowly going into the project, but let's like talk about mm -hmm. you know 
what's the end goal? Where are you trying to get to with it? And how can we help you guys yeah, get we, there? What we really want to do is empower a community of consumers who really the, the odds have been flipped in our favor. Now mm-hmm. a, an action that would have, again, landed them likely in jail, uh, you know, will now, you know, have opportunity to actually invest in themselves and, and learn about the cannabis business directly by bringing them into what we're doing, right? So, you know, we're really proud of the brands that we've created to date and uh, are racing uh, towards getting them launched. Um, and, and having the opportunity to, to cultivate and produce in New Jersey will be a, a great mm-hmm. sort of ground zero platform to, one, engage our own backyard, our own communities of, uh, you know, not only Plainfield and Trenton, but greater New Jersey. And so, also enacting the, uh, mobilizing the veteran community as well. Because there's specific it's a perfect match. So let me, like ask, let me ask you this. Is it, is it sort of speaking, you're creating a business and you're creating your own social equity program mm-hmm. fund, as mm-hmm. opposed right. to leaving it up to the cities, which are fucked it up. Absolutely. And the it's states, an independent which are fucked it up. I mean, uh, so you're basically saying to someone who is going to qualify that we're going to help you get into the space and not preclude you because you don't have the money, you don't have the resources, you don't have the knowledge, but yet they were you know, imprisoned where, by the war on drugs. Where, where the fix? So and what I mean by that is, and this is what I tell a lot of people, be the fix. Every state, including New Jersey and New York. Stop talking about the problem. Be the solution, yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> They're barreling towards a clusterfuck. So so when when they decide to unfuck the clusterfuck, be the fix. You right. already we seen this we, we seen this movie before. Up. I'm the black guy in the movie. Come on. You don't think <laughs> I don't know when it's coming? Don't you hear the music? I hear the music. Right. Don't go in there. So we know what's happening. Yeah. So why not just wow. go ahead and just be Brilliant. it now? You know, because we know what they don't know. Well, and the thing is, they up, think right? they know well, more than we do. Well, no, it, it, it's not only that. It's that, it's that they think they know everything. Yes. And they're, well, and I think they're right. And they're right. I'm right. I'm right. Until there's lawsuits and everybody steps out. And now we're all protesting going, fuck these, this bullshit. Well, I think the, you biggest, know what I'm the, the biggest difference is you're the, you're the corporation coming in that isn't going to fuck them. Because right now, with most yes. social equity programs, people are just getting raped. It, it's predatory lending. Um, I went through it in L.A. Yeah, when they first in- when they first rolled out social equity in L.A. I was, I had like four pro bono cases. I was representing social equity applicants, and everyone every one of the sponsors that come on board, they they wanted two sets of books, they wanted two sets of documents because yep. well, L.A. Yeah. had to see them, and you had to own X percent as a social equity applicant. Well, I fell and for pe- it in the beginning. And people I were was like, like oh, "Well," let's raise and then money. the corporations, I'd argue with their attorneys, "Well, we're putting up all the money, and they got fifty one percent." Well, it was on their backs. This was fucking you know that this industry came from, mm, and yeah. they went through. You want to get a felony? Do you want to have it on your record? Do you want to go through an arrest? So, yeah, they deserve that 51%, but Mm. the corporations just aren't having it. And when we look at social equity, we almost always point towards the opportunity to own and operate the business, but that... That's so few people. Let's look at who actually owns these licenses and are running yeah, these correct. businesses. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, there's a ton, of, yeah. thousands mm-hmm. of people that have been affected by the war on drugs, right? So how can we make a, a sort of an imprint on mm-hmm. that population in mass? And it's mm-hmm. not just focusing on social equity for the business ownership, but it's creating these avenues 
for a mass amount of people. And then when you think about social equity, because if you ask like 10 different activists what's social equity, you're going to get like 10 different answers. Of course. And they're mostly centered around the whole business. But in my mind, it's always about I want social equity in the policy making. I want social equity in the administration. I want social equity in the enforcement. And I want social equity in the in the business. So that pretty much handles the, the proverbial rooter to tutor. I want it all. Yeah, I want it all, goddammit. You know, yeah. like I I am I'm, I'm and that's where and, and then on top of that, because we know more than they do. We can't. We can no longer speak in theory or hypotheticals. Right. So when I'm out there hooping and hollering at these politicians and everything, you've been there, done that. Yeah. yeah I, I, but I also got to be simultaneously pointing at what's actually working. Right. You know, and this is real. And one of the things that I love about Eugene is that I believe that all right, Eugene is the textbook example of a ringer. And what I mean by that is, is that if you once you get past the whole professional football player and all that other stuff and you actually sit down and talk with this man and you could tell and listen that's why and I said critical like that. He's not it's just, a whole yeah. different and I believe that what he is going to be able to do is influence and shift the conversation in particular for those professional athletes who don't really know how to properly navigate the navigate this industry because you see well, yeah, guys. It's, it's, it's like you said, uh, you know, a ringer brings to mind is, you know, they look at him as it's the opposite of the, you know, bringing him in at the last minute to play on the team because he's going to, you know, kick everybody's ass. It's the stigma of looking at him as a ball player. And then all of a sudden, the he, sit, you then all of a sudden he sits down and yep. you start speaking and the knowledge. Might. It, they're going to be like, well, he knows the game. Whoa, he's been, wait a minute. He's done wait a minute. Research and wait a minute. And then I <laughs> and think you're right. That life. will shock him into listening and uh, hopefully get well, well, you know, learning, learning, this, yeah. learning, you know, the industry, how, how this all works, cultivation. It, it really all came from necessity, right? I was in this toxic state where I needed to get my health in order and I saw cannabis as that opportunity. Mm. So I really did, you know, everything I could to learn it, mm. um, especially coming from a position uh, of not really accepting it, right? So, you know, it, it was it was time to get that message out and really start the charge to mm. change that climate in sports. And we've had a lot of movement, right, across, you know, all of the major leagues, particularly yeah. what's been done I was about to on say, the NFL you, level. You probably are working with other NFL players to bring them on board to, what, get, to get behind this, right? Have you started to? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and that's why I said The lineup's going to be sick the, yeah, here in a minute. Yeah, I could already yeah. see yeah. that. I there's a, a ton of athletes that yeah, I mean, they, yeah. they've been interested. They've been involved. Uh, they've been consumers. This is nothing new, right? But there is interest uh, because this is something that they value. Uh, it helps them, you know, just like it helps all of us, right? Mm -hmm. They get it. They understand the opportunity. Um, so, you know, for many of them who also have capital and, and want to see that capital work, uh, you know, there's it's opportunity the across them. the industry. And how many of them actually talk like that? Right. And that, that's the thing. And, and they don't want to. So, you know, there's some of them, like I always tell people, you come out of the NFL or in any sport, right? Some of these kids are coming, they're kids coming out of the NFL, high school sometimes to go into mm. basketball mm. Or, or sometimes college straight into mm -hmm. NFL. They can't do that and no so, more in basketball, I believe. Well, it's been for years, it's been happening. And, and my thought mm -hmm. was, it's like, how do you get a, you know, a high school kid going straight into to pro and an MBA and expect him to act like 
a 40-year-old or a 50-year-old man that, that has an education because we were straight out of high school and that straight out of high school coming from a rough town where you had to get yourself out of it. You come in there, you're going to smoke weed. You're going to party. You're going to be who you are. Mm-hmm. And not only that, now you got millions of dollars behind you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now that's amplified. Yep. And so a lot of people don't understand why you have, you know, these 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 kids that are professionals that become athletes why they don't have that that full education which i think it's important to go to college you know and and go through that because college helps train you to be a better person you start seeing other people but it happens the point behind it is is that i think you guys providing this platform for other athletes to not have to dive into all the legalities and the ones that want to well then you bring them on the ones that just want to invest then you bring them on but then you can make sure their money's working properly the the whole thing is is for them to understand what it is they're they're interested in and if you make any investment right you've got to know what you're investing in so you know a lot of athletes Mm -hmm. typically just rely on their advisors to direct their investments here that cannabis is a great opportunity but but really don't know how to play and quite frankly neither do their advisors that's why come talk to me in california please (laughs) come talk to me before you do anything yeah Yeah, he'll scare you right the hell out the game (laughs) (laughs) that's his his job man if you and if you're still here you're still standing let's go let's do it and then and then and then take that because it's pretty much literally the same conversation and take the word athlete out and replace it with veteran. Yeah. Right. And it's the right. same Love it. down yeah. conversation. No, absolutely. And, and they go and hand they, in hand. Let's well, the, and, and then and, and then we have to but then there's also the the greater the bigger picture, the bigger conversation, because you taxpaying citizen at twenty two veteran suicides a day that mm. you pay for. Mm. And absolutely. So, and so the things and so what what we are doing, what what Hart is doing right now, in all honesty, is we're literally giving you a better rate of return on investment than a suicide. Yeah, man. Yeah, and, and you right. pay for, and you got twenty two a day of those. Yeah. And right. so the, and so the, the, the. Now this is a for profit, right? Yes. For-profit. Yes. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. Good. good. You know, but we're also you know teaming with you know the VFWs in, yeah. in New Jersey. You know, we're going to change the way everything works, awesome. especially since it. We there's specific carve outs. Yeah, for I mean, us. and and there's no reason why you can't make money, and the people who you work with can't make money. There's no reason that you can't make money. You want to thank I, me I, for I, my service? Let me tell you exactly <laughs> what to do. Right? Yeah, you know, I'm tired of other people. To, you know, like I I I was just at uh, uh, Jungle Boys uh, yesterday. Uh, yeah, it was yesterday, and we're in there. You know, and I'm you know you know me. I'm always like, okay, you know. So hey, so what do you guys do for veterans? Is there any kind of discount? No, I'm sorry. No. Nothing, huh? Nothing? Nothing. Yeah. No. Wow. No. no. Not even a thank you for your service? I don't even know what that <laughs> means. And I was just like, so I told the young lady, I said, listen, I said, tell your boss that Leo Bridgewater was here. Right. You know, and, and Leo Bridgewater said, this is fucked up. You need to, you need to fix this. Yeah. And then your boss is going to say, well, who the hell is Leo Bridgewater? Look and then up. you're going to tell him to Google that name. Yeah, go and look it was, him And up. then I pulled my mask off and I said, that guy was here, right? And you need to fix this, you know. Uh, yeah, we we work with the Weed for Warriors project out here in California. Okay, and, yeah, I'm on the Jersey. I'm in the Jersey chapter. Nice, nice. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, and they have so many storefronts that are able to have. I, I'm blanking on the 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 um, Senate bill in California that allowed mm-hmm. the giveaways, allowed the donations, because initially. 
a manufacturer couldn't donate. They had to pay taxes on it as if they sold it initially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they got a bill signed, I think it was last year, and they're up and down the state where there's storefronts who they provide, you know, veterans, they line up and they give out uh, free you, weed you, you all know day what? long. Yeah, we need to, like, like I, I, I told people we have to regain of guys the initiative like that store. And, and stop allowing other people to, 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 to Rate the put narrative. the narrative for us. Yeah. You know, I mean, like right now we have LaRue Bratcher, you know, uh, who was defending his home because someone broke into it for the second time. And this time his wife and kids, is, and he killed the dude. You know what I'm saying? Guess what they did? They threw him in jail with no bail. You know, then you had While the they guys. they were in the house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and that's weird. Th- yeah, and this is a veteran, you know what I'm saying? Combat veteran. Then you got the, then you got the veterans in Staten Island who were denied a, a parade uh, permit for Memorial Day. Wow. You know, and, and so it was like, you know, I, I, and they, they, they got it. They got it yesterday, I think, you know. But it's stuff like this, you know, like these are the things that I, I tell people, I'm the reason why you don't want to give the veteran the microphone because I'm going to say the shit that's going to make you uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. You don't want to get yeah. uncomfortable with being uncomfortable, yeah. goddamn yeah. it. Shit. You know, like, yeah. okay, it. yeah, you know. I'm going to tell you like it is, yeah, you like it or not. Take me to that football game. You know, yeah. I, I think I'm we should bring him it. on and get rid yeah. of you two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. We, we yeah. said like it is. Shit, yeah. just, I'm out. Yeah, I'm going to smash the microphone. Can we talk about this homelessness, please? Yeah, man. And where they really come from, how they get here. <laughs> what really caused the problem? Let's just not look at them when we pass by. You know, I'm knowing, man. I, yeah. Shit. Man. Yeah, I'm comfortable with that, yeah. man. I'm comfortable with being uncomfortable. So, hey. I came from that's a long best, way. That's the best, how you way, make that's the best way to get it out there. Yeah. That's but right. see, you know what, though? Here's the other thing, too. That's why we're friends. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. That's why we're friends. Because we like to shake shit up. You know, I'm just saying. We're not afraid. No. We just named uh-huh. the episode. Shaking it up. Shaking it up. Yeah. Shake it up. Yeah. 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 Shake it up. Hey, yeah. you know, yeah. you care, you, you know, your passion just, you, you right. have to. You yeah. have to create that Man, here's, here's, here it is right here, man. And I, I'm just throwing it out in the air. Eugene and, and uh, Leo shaking it up on Cannabis Talk 101 from Jersey. You guys get your own mics. You guys can set up a little spot. You guys start doing little cuts. We'll start promoting it and go. I'll do it. I, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah. I'll do it. it. Yeah. Open the and, and he be down with yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, I'm on. Yeah, he's yeah. down with stuff yeah. like that. Give, give him a segment. Give you guys your segments, man. We'll start plugging it in. Let's go. Man, I got hey, listen, we got two sure mics sitting Look, in the crib. Nice. Yeah. I got two dudes named Felix and Kyle, and they shout out too. Let's go. Yeah, they're low key. They're low key. They stay on iodine status. They just like to be all up in the cut. Yeah. But they're a little off up here, so they would fit in just fine. Yeah. 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 We're all nice. a little off up here. <laughs> Gotta be. So listen, guys, I mean, before we get out of here, mm. let's let's give I mean, tell us the companies again. Uh anything that we missed that you guys want to talk about? Yeah. Uh Heart Community Capital. Uh we are a, a black owned company owned by myself uh, we're a group of philanthropists athletes we've got nba athletes we've got uh former espn anchor just people all over that spectrum in my network former cannabis ceos of the largest companies in the business and uh you know we we really curate brands for the community by the community uh and and have our social equity impact mm-hmm. where we really want to just in mass provide opportunity for social equity and and victims of the war on drugs to have an opportunity to invest in this industry uh, and be a part of what we're building across the suite of brands that we're developing. 
And I wear the same title for both organizations, Minorities for Medical Marijuana and also for Heart National Director of Veterans Outreach. So, you know, looking to activate, to yeah, yeah, looking to yeah, activate man. these mobilized, man. This is what y'all want. Yeah, let's mm. rock. It yep. is. <laughs> Do it. You're it doing is. It, bro. Yeah. Doing it. Yeah. You're doing it. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. you guys, man. Thank you so much. And, 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 you know, sincerely, so awesome. you know, uh, I'm a minority myself and I, mm. I um, understand, you know mm. what I mean? I understand mm. for real. Like I, I'm a LA boy that, that grew up in the, in the mud and, and had to build my own, uh, you know, my own foundation and then my own skyscraper. And, and here it is, you know, and it's not the biggest in the world, but it's getting bigger every day because it was built on a halfway decent foundation and um, the, the, the fortunes in the follow up. So I appreciate you guys and thank you for joining us. On I Comedy always Talk. say, man, I hope you all hear a little bit of yourselves. When I'm up there doing all that hooping and hollering because of the things that you we don't said. let us forget. Man. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I Never. appreciate though. Yeah, I'm lot just of... waiting for the next dance video. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. White chocolate, y'all. That's that. Yeah, 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 yeah. We need another Craig white chocolate no, video. Craig says no. It's a hell no. <laughs> <laughs> well, there it is, guys. Yeah. It's Cannabis Talk 101. We want to thank you guys for joining this show. And if no one else loves you, we, we do. do. Thank you for listening to Cannabis Talk 101 on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.